I'm excited to share with you a few sermons on the beginning of the book of Acts. Um, and we're going to start with Acts chapter 1, and this is the story of the ascension. It's an important story in Christian theology and thought, especially when it comes to our understanding of what it means to be about Christ's work and what it means to be Christ's disciples. The sermon title this morning is Act 2, No Intermission. Everyone knows that sequels don't usually measure up to the original. According to Rotten Tomatoes, this is the movie critique site, here are some of the best examples of really bad sequels. Cheaper by the Dozen 2, Major League 2, Caddyshack 2, and what has a very high rating on Rotten Tomatoes as a terrible sequel, Speed 2. I didn't realize that there was a second one of those movies. But every now and then, a sequel does its forerunner justice. Again, I went back to Rotten Tomatoes, and these are some of the best sequels of all time. Finding Dory, which I tend to agree with. It's the hilarious, the heartwarming sequel to Finding Nemo. Terminator 2 is rated as a good sequel. The Godfather 2, also rated as a very, very good sequel. Now this one wasn't on Rotten Tomatoes, but this is one of my favorite sequels of all time. Sister Act 2. What a good sequel. Now I've been thinking about Sister Act 2, I've been thinking about this movie all week. And I especially love the music in this film. Singer Lauren Hill is one of the main characters in this sequel. And her version, if you haven't heard it, her version of His Eyes on the Sparrow is one of the most beautiful hymns that you'll ever hear. It's incredible. I also love the rendition of Joyful, Joyful, which is in this movie. It's part choir music and part rap. In fact, I know the rap by heart. And unfortunately, Lindsay won't let me perform it for you this morning. I could see it in her eyes. She was scared. She was nervous. No, I won't do it. I won't do it. See me after the service. Today, we're beginning our new season of stewardship. Stewardship for the 2024 year. This is the time when we think about how God is calling us both as individuals and as a church. And during this season, we prayerfully consider how God is continuing to lead us by God's mercy, grace, and love with all that we are, like I've shared with the children in the children's sermon, with everything with we, that we are, with our skills and our own passions and our own resources. This is a particularly exciting stewardship season for us as a congregation because just two months ago, we celebrated our 25th anniversary as a church. We celebrated our first quarter century of our mission and our ministry together. But this celebration that we had back in August was not just about where we have been but it was also a celebration about how God and the Spirit of God is calling us into the future. 
each Sunday, each week we've come together, you've been hearing from our ministry teams, from our ruling elders and the ministry teams that they chair. And part of our anniversary service was sharing with you anniversary goals, 25 anniversary goals for our 25th anniversary. And so as part of our first quarter century together, our teams and our session put together these 25 goals, both short-term and long-term goals, as we continue to listen for the Spirit's leading. And so in keeping with our desire to listen for the Spirit, we're calling this year's stewardship campaign Act Two. Act Two. We just celebrated Act One. We just celebrated our first quarter century together. And now we enter into Act Two of the church. In August, we closed the curtain on that first part of our ministry together. But in the life of the church, we also know that there is no time for a break. There is still more work to be done. The Spirit is calling us to love and to serve our community and our world because there is no doubt that our community and our world desperately need the gifts of grace that we have to offer, both, again, as individuals and as a church. Lindsay and I went to a powerful play in Greenville not long ago. This play is based on the true story of the 38 planes and nearly 7,000 passengers that were forced to land in the town of Gander, a small Canadian town in Newfoundland. And as the crowd was entering into this play in the Peace Center in downtown Greenville, the ushers stopped just about every person and they shared with every person walking in that there would be no intermission to the play. There was too much story to be told. There was too much play to be done. And so there wouldn't be an intermission. There wouldn't be a break in the play. Our stewardship theme this year is Act Two. And in effect, it's a way of saying the same thing. We've got work to do in our next quarter century of ministry together. And this is how I like to put it. In God's mission, there's no time for intermission. And so we jump right in to Act 2. As we go through this season together, I want to share with you the story of another sequel. Did you know that the book of Acts is a sequel? The book of Acts is part two to the Gospel of Luke. And it's a sequel that does its precursor justice. Luke is the story of Jesus making his way towards Jerusalem. The Gospel of Luke is the story of how Jesus' ministry, his teaching, and his love led him to the cross and to defeat sin and death through the power of the resurrection. And the book of Acts is the sequel to that story. The book of Acts is the story of how the gospel message of Christ's love continues to live on even after Jesus is no longer on earth. Starting next Sunday, I'm going to spend a few weeks preaching through Acts chapter 2 
It's the story of how the Spirit of God comes to the disciples and pushes them out with the good news of Christ. But I want to begin by sharing with you the start of the story from Acts chapter 1. Because in this passage for us this morning, Christ gathers his disciples. The resurrected Jesus gathers his disciples. And in what becomes something of a thesis statement for the book of Acts, Jesus promises that when he leaves, God's spirit will come to them. And God's spirit will join them in spreading the message of God's love. If you turn to that section in your bulletin where you see this passage from Acts chapter 1, it's just at the top of the other page from the order of worship. You can see that Acts 1 verse 8 says this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And not to give away too much of the sequel's plot, but this is exactly what happens. The disciples take the gospel from Jerusalem out to all of Judea, out to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, to far far away places like Rome. And we read that in the book of Acts. This passage from chapter 1 describes to us Jesus' ascension. After Jesus makes his promise to his disciples, he ascends to heaven. And this is how our passage describes it. You can follow along. So this starts with verse 9. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? I love this question so much. Jesus is ascending These angels appear and they ask, why are you still standing there? Why are you looking up toward heaven? The curtain has drawn on Jesus' ministry on earth. And the disciples, they're standing there in awe. They're standing there in awe of Jesus ascending to heaven. I imagine they're standing there in awe of all that they've just experienced. All that they've just experienced and seen in their time with Christ and Jesus' time on earth. But the angels appear while they're still gazing up. And they, in essence, are asking, well, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? In God's mission, there's no time for intermission. What are you waiting for? What are you standing around for? There's work to do. Let's get started with Act 2. Next week we'll see that in Acts chapter 2, the second act begins with a bang. But I think we should pause here at the angel's question because I believe it's the right question for us as a congregation as well. As we begin our next quarter century of ministry at Tiger River Presbyterian Church, we too may hear a voice 
from heaven encouraging us, why are you still standing there? There's no time for standing around. There's no time for an intermission. Act two starts now. One of my favorite parts of the stewardship season is the opportunity to hear from church members. And starting next Sunday, we'll be sharing stories from members, what they love about their church, but also what they're excited about in Act 2 of our church's history and how they think that God may be calling us into ministry in the future. I can't wait to share with you some of their stories, but this morning... I want to share with you my own story. I want to share with you just a little of my own story here at the church. It's hard to believe, but I'm coming up on my seventh anniversary at Tiger River. My first Sunday here was the first Sunday of Advent in 2016. And we're only about a month away from the season of Advent. That is hard to believe. Over my seven years here, there are so many moments that I could highlight that represent to me and reflect for me what being a church and what being a family of faith looks like. Moments like the rededication of the carpenter's table or working together to redesign and to remodel the sanctuary. Moments like a baseball memorial service for a beloved member, or outside worship in the Serenity Garden when we couldn't gather inside together, or a special fellowship dinner in memory of a church member who loved everything about fellowship and church meals and gatherings, or this past August's 25th anniversary service and announcing to the congregation that our debt had been paid in full. There are so many moments to highlight in terms of what a family of faith looks like. But there is also one very personal moment that I come back to a lot. This week, our family celebrated another anniversary Three years ago this week was our daughter's unexpected open heart surgery. We had been monitoring her heart since birth, but in one appointment, we went from let's keep an eye on it to it's time to do something right now. And everyone in this room, I think, can identify with this feeling to some extent. That feeling of stress and worry and hope and terror and thankfulness all stirred up together into a bubbling boil. We all have those experiences. But I'll never forget how my church family helped care for my own family in that moment. You all were stewards of generosity and compassion through those long, hard days. I'll never forget pacing the rooftop garden of MUSC's Children's Hospital in Charleston, looking out over the water, 
praying for our little girl, watching the time click in slow motion. I bet many of you have had that experience too. Feeling the length of every second as we waited for word that all was going to be okay. Your prayers and your messages during that time will always stick with me. I've shared, bef- I've shared this before, but that may be one of my most meaningful personal experiences with the power of prayer. Because I could truly feel prayer from you all in that moment. As we were waiting, I, I received messages from folks both within this church and family and friends outside of the church as well, expressing their prayers and their thoughts for us. I'll also never forget that one of our talented youth took the time to record a hymn on piano, and she sent it right while we were waiting. And I got to open up that message and listen to her play a hymn on piano. I'm excited about Act 2 at Tiger River. I'm excited about where God's Spirit is leading us in our next quarter century together. But I also want to kick off this stewardship season by saying that this may be the most important ministry that we can offer each other and our community and our world. And it's this. Sticking by each other. Standing by the hurting. Stepping out of our routines enough to be moved by compassion into grace and generosity for the world. Tiger River Presbyterian Church, there is work to do. Our community needs us. Our world needs us. And so we can hear the angel's question, can't we? Why are you standing up looking at heaven? Another way of saying that may be this. Why do you stand looking up to heaven when there is so much work to be done here on earth? There are so many who need us to be good stewards of God's grace, mercy, and love. God has forgiven and loved us freely and generously How are we as a church and as individuals being called into faithful stewardship of those good gifts? In this stewardship season where we celebrate where God has taken us in the past, we also remember that God is pushing us forward and we know that there is so much ministry ahead of us. I like to say it this way. In God's mission, there is no intermission. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, your mercy is amazing. Your grace is generous. Your love for us is lavish. And as you have loved us, We too are called to love each other, family and friend and stranger. God, help us to be good stewards of your gifts. 
Help us to be generous with our time, energy, skills, and resources. Push us out of our expectations and responsibilities and routines. God, make our hearts tender to your touch. Make our hearts open to your spirit's breeze and the way that we are invited to join you in bringing grace and good news to an aching world. God, these are the things that we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord who ascended up to heaven and has called us and challenged us to continue his work here on earth. And so we pray all of these things in his name, saying together the prayer that he himself taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.